0: Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know.
1: Imagine making a difference. No, imagine being the difference. The difference between I can't and I can or I won't and I will. The reason someone chooses to wake up and strive for greatness. In life, it can feel like everything is working against you. Let's defy all odds and break generational curses. This is Overstepping Poverty with Daquan and Zacchaeus. Welcome back to Overstepping Poverty, the podcast that provides you with tips, tricks, and hacks in overstepping poverty. My name is Daquan Brooks, and I'm here with my co-host, Zacchaeus Shaw. How you doing, Zacchaeus?
0: I'm doing good today, brother. Good. You know, it's beautiful Sunday morning today when we're recording. Just had our diaper keg last night for our baby number two coming in December. I love it. Um, so it was nice to be around some friends and family and enjoy the great vibes. And, you know, everybody blessed us with a ton of diapers and wipes. So we should be good for quite a while on those things. And if you don't know, those things are freaking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I really appreciate everybody that was able to come to that and super excited to get into our interview today. How are you? Absolutely. I'm doing
1: great, man. It's it's a Sunday morning, like you said. Uh we got football on. Yeah, football, football is football. back. We got oh. NFL Thursday. We got college Saturday. Mm-hmm. We have NFL Sunday. Right. NFL Monday. Yeah. Like Don't man.
0: forget about the motherfucking uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh, my you know goodness. What With high
1: school and oh, middle
0: school yeah. going, let's go.
1: Yeah, we just Football is around.
0: Game. How'd you guys do? We did great. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Mercy ruling people out there. It's kind of booty. But, no, one thing about that is we need a lot more people to get out and coach, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not playing. And there's paid positions to coach mm-hmm. and no shade. But a lot of the coaches that are coaching right now are not good. Man. Period. Which sucks for the kids because there's a lot of talent out there, but you know, we got to do what we can do. So, right. if you have the time, get out there and coach, change somebody's lives. But I want to hop into our interview today. We have a very special guest, somebody that has helped us along our journey as well. And just seeing them from kind of where they started and where they're at now, and how many lives they've really helped and impacted. Is it's crazy, and it's somebody that's typically behind the camera. So I'm excited to get him in front of the camera. You know, we have the great videographer, photographer, father, yes. you know, entrepreneur, small business owner. He owns the real hustle. Let's go! You know, yeah. shit get real when you hustle. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yes, you know sir. I love it. Let's go, Tanner Hughesman on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me Absolutely. for real. This yeah. is
2: dope. This is dope. I like what you guys are doing. So. Yes, sir. Appreciate well, that. Welcome.
0: We, we appreciate you coming on. You know, if you've been seeing the clips and the the cool video and the, the, the high shots of him and Dennis, um, really blessed us within this last month and put some stuff together on a on a pretty quick timeline. So right. I appreciate yeah, all that work. Crazy. And, and always helping us out, man. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I do. I do as, to as well. To work with you guys, and I'm um, looking forward to the future because I know this this is going to grow, and I know that we can help
1: each other in a lot of ways. So appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, and speaking of which, you know, Zach just gave you your flowers there and gave you your shout out and whatnot. I just, I have to say right away, just the appreciation man of the work that you guys did for us. I mean, and like he said, in such a short amount of time, like we, we definitely expected you know, the sky and you went to the moon, you know what I'm saying? Like you I went to a different that. universe than what you did there. <laughs> um, so again, we appreciate you. And for those that are listening, that were also a part of um, the project that we did, you know, we appreciate you guys as well. Absolutely. So, sure. but let's get into you. I want to hear exactly about this journey. You know, I want to know exactly who are you? You know what I'm saying? Tell our listeners who you are. How'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in a small town, Lenox, South Dakota. It's 20 miles south here, Sioux
2: Falls. Small white town. Mm-hmm. For reals. The only brother in the school. Yeah. The only brother at home. Yeah. Uh, okay. Typical story. Dad left my mom when she was pregnant. And I had another dad that filled in named Bobby. And I appreciate that man more than anything. Came into my life and gave me the childhood that I never even understood that I wouldn't have had if I didn't have a father. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was it was super dope. I told people I lived the perfect life because of that. Right. Because it could have went south. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all flowers goes to you. Yeah. And then normal childhood. Grew up. Went to high school. Played football. Loved football. Mm-hmm. Uh, after high school, joined the military. I uh, went to basic training, day of basic training. I looked over my battle. I was like, bro, I'm getting out of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basic was cool, though. I, I'd do it again type shit. Like, yeah. I would do it again um, if I could do it with the same people. Um, I met a lot of cool people in that time. But it was a rough time. I uh, went to college. Kind of the probably the most depressing part of my life, I would mm-hmm. say. And I wasn't that depressed, but it was just, I just wasn't. I didn't have shit together, partying, yep, right. doing all the things I shouldn't have been doing and not improving in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I was failing all my PT tests, just looking like a loser. But I had a leg surgery. I had compartment syndrome because I went okay. to um, DSU to play football, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had leg surgery, got out of leg surgery, and just kept partying, didn't do anything to rehab didn't get better failing those bt tests and that's kind of when my life changed i was about three months getting out of the military Mm -hmm. and i just stepped it up you know i just got in the gym and i started focusing on myself and it just taught me like a lot just being in that gym by myself with my headphones on like Yo, this isn't about the military. This isn't about anyone else. This is about you. Yep. You know, like yep. so. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm just seeing the progression, and I'm passing on my PT test, mm-hmm. like to, just to get out. You know, wow. <laughs> like I didn't even need to pass them. I could have just walked out, but I got in. I passed those things, and that's when. Everything changed for me. I got into fitness and I became a personal trainer. Started working for myself at a very young age, mm. not making no money, just right. thought I could do this, you know, <laughs> just jumped in, and just went with it. And that's when I fell in with this gym and I helped them build this gym yeah. and kind of had a little fallout. It is what it is. Um, all respect to whoever was part of my life at that time because I met a lot of cool people in that time. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people that mean a lot to me and I always appreciate those people. Absolutely. So, yeah, that fitness, that's when I picked up the camera. I was like, I got to market myself. I got to brand myself. I got to, I got to, and I always kind of had this thing with the camera and editing ever since like eighth grade, like editing football films and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like, that was always like a big part of growing up. My grandfather would always buy me cameras, buy me computers and stuff like that. He pushed me to do this stuff, Mm. but I never really grasped the concept of it. Right, And then at gym time, I met my partner, Dennis Timmerman. Dennis, he brought the camera, so I had to pick up my camera again. I was doing everything <laughs> on my phone, you know? Yep. Yep. And me and Dennis just started doing the stuff together. And, like, he just made me better. He would always critique his work. Like, nah, I don't really like that. I don't really like that. I don't really like that until lately. Like, I've just been watching, again, just grow into something that we weren't. Right. You know what I mean? And just having that camera in my hand just really brought life back to me because fitness was just i was kind of becoming burnt out Yep. you know because i I was going through my stuff becoming a father doing all these things normal normal life problems you know what i mean yeah it was just a lot to take on at that time for the biggest part of me was fitness was for myself like Mm -hmm. i want to be a bodybuilder i want to be on stage i want to do the flex and shit i wanted i wanted to be that guy you know what i mean right but then when you have those kids you step back and you're like this shit ain't about you, right? right? <laughs> this That's shit facts. ain't about yeah. you. But then you also got to bounce out. It's about you. It still is. Still first. You still come first because without you, they ain't got shit. Right. right? You know what I mean? So th- I picked up that camera and started working. I was like, yo, I can make a living off of this, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I, I can do this for a lot of people. And I, if I learn how to shoot multiple things, because I love shooting music videos, but... Yep. Music videos and Sioux Falls, South Dakota isn't paying all the bills. So mm-hmm. how do I shoot for businesses? How do I tell people stories? Mm. You know, and that's how I became where, I, or that's how I got here. Right. But music videos is what I love, and that's where the real hustle became a thing. I like Absolutely. it.
0: So that's dope, man. Well, you ran through the uh, the journey probably a lot better than most people do when they when they hop on here. So there's a lot to unpack there. So I kind of want to go back a little yep, bit, right? Yep. So Well, first off, I want to say shout out to the stepfathers out there and the fathers that do take that role of a child that's not blood to them, you know, and really take that role on and be what that kid needs. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was in the same situation. I don't know where I would be. Right. You know, so with that. Going through all that, having all these changes and and just a different lifestyle, you're growing up the only black person in your family, the only black person in your school. Do you remember having any struggles when it came to like the identity side of things for yourself?
2: Yes. So that's kind of weird because back then I didn't, you know, I was just trying to fit in. I was too worried about fitting in. I wasn't worried about my grades. I wasn't worried about nothing. Right. You know, I was going to fit in or I was going to fight one Mm -hmm. of the two. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And. Now I get older, I look back, I'm like, damn, like, that was harder than you thought, but it also made me who I am. Right. Like, I was uncomfortable in a lot of situations, so mm-hmm. being uncomfortable in situations, now I'm comfortable. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was so uncomfortable back then. Like, I'm comfortable being with, being who I am mm-hmm. because of that shit, because back then I wasn't.
0: How long do you think that took you to become comfortable with who you are? Shit. I remember
2: probably... Eighth grade is when I started figuring it out. Like, I started figuring out I was an athlete. I started figuring out, like, I was one of the strongest, one of the fastest, just because of that. So the confidence just started becoming a thing, you know what I mean? And I just remember growing up and hearing all the racist jokes. I mean, if you grew up in South Dakota, like, you don't really take that shit to heart. You kind of just keep pushing, you know? But there was times where I was at my snapping point. I ain't going to lie, but, you know, like that was a way of fitting in was just accepting it. And when you get older, you're like, damn, you did that just to fit in. Mm-hmm, like right. you did that just because if you didn't, it was all them against you, you know mm-hmm. what i mean? right? So, but survival kind of, yeah, it's kind of a survival thing. And you know, like probably eighth grade. And that's when I was like, yo, that's when I started becoming who I was, you know? And then right. obviously after high school, that's when I fully became yeah, me, you know? And being comfortable in any situation, getting around different races, getting around different cultures, going to the military, being around different people from mm. all different areas. You realize that everyone's different and everyone's got their own story and right.
1: they are who they are because of where they come from and what yeah. they've been through. So mm-hmm. It's actually kind of crazy to me because in high school, I felt like I was the same way, you know, just trying to figure out exactly what group you're going to be in and right. like what where you actually fit into, you know, the – I mean, society in and in itself, mm-hmm. you know. And the biggest thing for me is when I was doing that, like you said, I didn't even know. Like, and until I grew up, and then I'm like looking back, and I'm like, wow, I'm like you really you let them say all those things, you let right. them say, you you let that slide, like right. you know. And and it's it's so sad that we had to convince ourselves that it was normal for right. people to make jokes like that right that it was normal and it was okay and then on top of it i mean there were times where i mean i'd sit in and i'd make the same jokes because i was so comfortable with it right. you know what i'm saying exactly. and i'm like and now that i think about it and i'm like okay well once i have kids we have to set boundaries we have to mm-hmm. understand that either they have to respect you and they have to you know respect exactly your background and where you've come from Mm -hmm. or otherwise they can't be involved with you. They can't be around you. Right. You know? Um, and that's one nice thing is like what we're doing here is we want to continue to pass that knowledge to people because there are some times where you have to stand up and you just have to say, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. And you can't continue to allow things to, you know, and I'm not saying like, like when I was younger, I, 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 try and fight, but there's, there's definitely way more, There's better ways to solve problems, you know, and that's why I I learned how to talk to people. And that's one easy way. If you can talk to someone and you can talk to people, you can use your words. People, (laughs) they really, they really start to, oh gosh, I'm I'm uncomfortable that you just said that. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Like you're a very intelligent person. Yeah, I know. And I want, I want my kid to be like, yeah, I learned that from my dad and my mom. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like,
0: okay, we made it. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? That's real, man. It's, it's tough, and there's a lot of kids right now from, you know, my sister working at CHS, like like your wife yep. once did, like a lot of those kids, especially the native kids or the mixed kids, when you are growing up in Sioux Falls and people's hair don't look like yours and um, you do get all those racist jokes, a lot of those kids don't want to be who they are, no. which, is, which is messed up and it's sad, but... That's why it's important for people to hear these type of conversations so they're like, "Oh, there's somebody that I see that looks like me that's been through the same thing mm-hmm. and they're being successful. Like yep. there's a way out." And so that representation is is huge, you know. So yep. keep doing your thing, man, because right. there's a lot of people that, you know, there's probably a kid in Lennox right now going through a lot of the same stuff that I you know. would have been, you know. So fast forward from there though, getting into the military what was it about that that made you know, like, I need to get the hell out of here right, right on Day one, day yeah. one basic training. I don't like to be told leave. what to do, man. <laughs> yeah. I do
2: not like to be told what to do. Like, right. I like direction, mm. but, like, getting yelled at or... And, like, I don't know. There's a lot of good parts of it. So, it's, like, it's it's hard. It's just... It's so unpredictable.
0: Right. How mm. long were you in the in the? Market? I was
2: only in three years. I was three by five, so I signed a three-year contract, and you sit in IRR, in-ready reserve, for five okay. years. Mm. But right when I got out of the um, basic in AIT, I came back to my unit, and we had orders to go. Mm. So I could either extend my contract – or just stayed back and got out when my contract was. That way they didn't mm-hmm. send me back when I was over there, you know right. what I mean? And I wanted to play football. That was like the whole goal. Mm-hmm. Like go go to military, play pay for college. Yeah.
0: Go play some go ball. play
2: some football on the heck apartment syndrome, so I just tossed
0: that to the side. I was like no more football and I just went to normal work. Yeah. You know? And did you work up at DSU? Cuz did you went to school there? Correct? Yeah, I went to school. And then how long were you there? Uh, um, I was just
2: there for that semester, and that's okay. when I came down with that compartment syndrome. So oh. it was winter semester, so I missed first semester and second semester, and then the compartment syndrome. Then I just had to sit back and reevaluate, like, yo, this team ain't winning. And, right. like, it's not worth it. Um, injuries happen, right. and mm-hmm. this one happened. And I was just like, you know what? Football's over for me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where lifting Love became you. the thing, you know? Because right. that was the closest thing I could get to the football game.
0: And you're competitive, I can tell. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
2: Yeah. I'd rather play than watch. Right.
1: <laughs> For sure. So why why the military? Because I've our cousin, um I call him my cousin, he's a really good friend of mine. He went into the military after high school. Actually, a few of our friends actually did. But every single time I ask, you know, why did you choose the military? A lot of them have the same answer. They they're like I didn't know what else to do. I didn't go to college, you know, and so I chose the military. Like obviously, there's more options there, and I think right. people are starting to finally figure that out. But what was it for you that you're like, I I'm going to the military college, yeah, to pay for the college, yeah. Mm.
2: And then I got back and realized the contract I signed <laughs> wasn't going to give me my GI Bill. So oh, really? like, mm. yeah, and they didn't really tell me that
0: before. That's messed up.
2: There's a yeah, there's there's a lot of weird shit that happens in there that you kind of get rushed through a process, you know, because there's a lot going on and yeah. I don't know. I think the military is cool for people that really want to do it. But I also think a lot of people, I'm not going to say names or anything, set people up for failure. And Mm -hmm. that's just how it goes because they need to get paid too. numbers, (laughs) you know? So it's just like, it is what it is. Um, I got a lot of friends that are jumping out of airplanes, doing some
1: cool, cool ass shit in the military and I respect them for it. Oh yeah. yeah. When I was looking into it, it was actually while I was in college, I was looking at graduating and, um, going to be a, an officer really um yeah i was exactly. actually uh but when i was first looking into the military i was like hold on you got a fifteen thousand dollar sign-on bonus <laughs> i'm like wait i can get a camaro with that as a down payment <laughs> yeah right. you know what i'm saying and that's i feel like a lot of these younger kids that's how they kind of draw you in because like that kind of money or anything like that and i i understand there's a there's definitely a, a ton of um, individuals that are going in for it because they want to be a part of the military and they want to fight for this country and they have their, you know, their own perspective Let's be on honest, there's some it. straight up killers out there Right, bro. right. Like for this sure. is
2: what they they thrive off this yep. shit Like that's what they want to do and I respect it. Exactly
1: like, and thank them for their service
2: and whatnot. Yeah, like that, but, but then there's people like, I don't know, like I was looking for a Camaro. Like yeah there's, <laughs> there's like people that are looking for the Camaro or yep. they're looking for an easy way out and yep. I don't know, it's Military is not all good on all sides, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to get too much into that because yeah. that becomes politics and right mm-hmm. all that. No, for people sure, feel a certain way about it. So,
1: so let's let's transition then. Um, obviously, from the military, went to college. I guess take us through. Uh, I believe right after that, that's when you said that you went in and you partnered uh, with the gym and you were a personal trainer. Yep. yep. Uh, Take us through that journey now. Yeah.
2: So I was just working on myself and like, Became ripped I just loved it I was in the gym All the time I just kept lifting Like obsessed over it I'm like I could do this all day Every day mm-hmm. You know So Feeling then good, like, good. Yeah I was bringing yep. People in with me People were like Hey I want to come Work out with you Like it didn't matter Who it was You were coming mm-hmm. in You were going to work Like we're going to do What I'm doing yep. Obviously not the weights And everything But you're going to be Doing what I'm doing So if right. you're going to Work out with me you're gonna be doing what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> and you're sure. gonna work hard the whole time, and people just started transforming. I'm like, oh, I got this. Mm. Well, personal training is a lot different because you start dealing with people of all different shapes and sizes yep. and right. um, strengths and all that stuff. So when I got in there, I started training my first client with Britt Palmer. I don't know if you guys know Britt Palmer, you're but doing. I had her doing. Lunge, lunge, squats, you know, day one, she couldn't walk the next day. I'm like, Whoa, hold up <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ease up on these people. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I started going and I started bringing a lot of people that I knew because people wanted them results. And yeah, I mm-hmm. just kind of like, it kind of blew up in a sense, you know, and did it with one of my really good friends. And yeah, we had that little fallout at the gym, but then I went to primal, mm-hmm. um, primal. I love those guys at death. That, that was an awesome experience mm. We're, a lot of big lifters, and that's where I met Denny. You know, mm-hmm.
1: so I did that
2: for what personal training for like seven years.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. yeah, helped a lot of people. I've got to ask you a tough question, and that's just, the reason I'm asking this is because every individual that we have on here, we always want to hear the glorified journey and how you came up. You know, mm-hmm. but I also want to keen in, especially on this season, as far as when it comes to businesses. Not every business is is fully. I mean, it's not perfect, you know, and not every business I ain't had one you don't business succeed. Yet, yeah, really. you, you don't succeed in just everything that you do. Um, so I want to actually back up just a little bit because you said that you had a falling out with your business partner at the at the gym. I just gotta. I, I want to ask. I mean, what kind of happened there? Is it the miscommunication? What Definitely What can you tell people?
2: Every argument i figured this out, and I just figured this out. Every time there's some type of fallout, it's. Definitely a communication thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. always a communication thing. I wasn't telling them how I felt. I was kind of getting screwed in the end. I was working more hours well, mm-hmm. but not getting paid. Or I had to shift my schedule around so they could go get paid more, you know. And it's just like, okay, I thought we were a team. I thought we were doing this together. I thought, you know, like I brought other guy in. So I, I thought I was like top not saying I'm above anyone, but I was like one of your top guys. And mm-hmm. like I like to think I'm an asset in every room I'm in. Right. You know, and I know that I'm an asset in every room I'm Absolutely. In confidently. Yeah. And so I was just like, damn. And then I just felt like I was kind of getting thrown to the back burner, you know, so I could have probably communicated a little bit better on the before falling out like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like you kind of taking advantage of me. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's how I really felt. And yeah, it's just one of those things. But that taught me a lot. Like, yeah. That experience alone just taught me You gotta take ownership of what you're doing mm-hmm. You know so that you have control Because
0: if someone else has control That type of shit can happen mm-hmm. And it can be really hard for people To speak up right like and actually Say something cause mm-hmm. You're trying so hard to Keep the relationship and not Right rupture it mm-hmm. But us not saying things Is actually doing more damage Than it does good Facts. Then Resentment gets built up and now you're pissed off about something that they might not even know right. you're mad about. Right. And I mean, I think that happens in a lot of situations mm-hmm. for a lot of people, uh, whether it is a business relationship or a friendship or companionship, or your companion, you know, so I agree. Communication, man. That's something we all got to work on. It's always, the number, right. on.
2: It's always right.
1: the number one. Yeah, for sure. But from there, I mean, obviously – what we always speak on is, is if you fail, I mean, you have to use that as a lesson. It's not a failure. I mean, and there's one <laughs> quote that Zacchaeus always says is, and he's like, I don't ever lose. I don't ever lose. Lost. He's like, I never lost. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, even if I failed, I learned from that. And it's not, I'm not taking that as a loss. Five. It's a win for me. I look at it like this. You got to fail fast. Yeah. You got to
2: like, you can't be scared to fail and you got to fail fast that way you st- don't fail Mm -hmm. in that area again you know what i mean because you're gonna be so hesitant to go do something Mm -hmm. wait 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 and then you fail it's like you could have just went and did it and (laughs) failed and realized on to the next you know what i mean yeah so that's kind of how i look at things and i'm getting better at that every day you know what i mean like i'm having less mistakes and i'm just trying to grow and throw those things out of my life if they're not working for me. Yeah. Right. faster.
0: Yeah, I mean the the thing about failing is you'll never start from square one really again. Even if you have to start all the way over, you have so much more knowledge right that you're not going to make a lot of the same mistakes that you made before. So you're right when you are able to go out there and just do it and fail. Don't be afraid of it. Like, right. Yeah. Bet. Get, get okay. it out the way because now it's, I know it was I'm coming eventually. Yeah. yeah. Like if for you sure. know the
2: path you're on, like go try different things. Figure out what doesn't work fast. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. something I gotta get over. Is but also know how to be patient. That you way know? you're not throwing something out. You could have just readjusted something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. and made that thing. But yeah, fail yeah. fast.
0: I like that. What was it like for you um? Because we had somebody on previously But we weren't able to put the episode out But we had a good conversation about In the military Them getting out The transition of being in the military And then becoming a civilian What was that like for you? Uh, I was only guard So
2: there wasn't any Nothing really changed I no. just wasn't on my weekend warrior shit no more <laughs> right. That's That's a reason Being a weekend warrior man I'm telling y'all <laughs> Just If you're gonna do the military Just do it Go Mm -hmm. yeah go experience it it's nothing to be afraid of right you know it's nothing to be afraid of basic all that shit easy i like it it's a good experience Mm -hmm. getting everything taken away from you having no control
0: right actually (laughs) like a
2: really humbling experience and like i said if i go back with the guys that i met the first time i'd do it again
0: do it again that's dope man so i want to fast forward now to you getting into the cameras and stuff like that there was a video i watched maybe about a year ago few years ago and that was really where i was like oh this is really where he got started i'm sure there's more to the story but you won a contest yeah <laughs> right <laughs> wow. and tell us about that because that seemed like a huge deal this guy was coming from i don't even know where California. and he had a map and people were following where he's yeah, going was and just he was getting crazy. closer and crazy. closer tell us about that so
2: yeah, it was kind of like right when I started getting into this camera stuff. And, like, really, I just bought a brand-new camera. Just upgraded, finally. And, like I said, I just met Dennis. So, me and Dennis are doing all this shit. And yeah. We're shooting videos. And I bought this transition pack. And it was for a Black Friday deal. And I just bought it because I needed one anyways. And I mm-hmm. completely forgot I bought this. But it was to put you put in a giveaway. I was like, if I'm going to buy one, might as well do this one. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden... Like a couple months ago, or like a month goes by or something. I think it was Black Friday and it was coming up on Christmas time. So about a month. Um, all of a sudden I see this 640 Studios. I can't remember. His name's Justin Jones, though. Six, okay. uh, Justin Jones starts making this post about how he's doing this giveaway. And I'm like, oh, there's this giveaway. I forgot about this. So I'm like tuned in. <laughs> And I'm watching this whole thing because he's on this journey, but he ends up in South Dakota. I'm like, there's no way I know it. (laughs) No (laughs) one knows in South Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) But he starts saying like, I just remember he starts saying like something about Salem, Salem, South Dakota, because he's like, oh, they might know because we're in South Dakota. He drove a Tesla all the way from California in the middle of winter.
1: That's
0: crazy. Jeez. Really good friend of
2: mine now, though. But, um, yeah, drove a Tesla, and there's barely any charging ports, like, between <laughs> right. spots. Mm. Yeah, so they drove all the way through. The trip ended up being way longer than they thought it was going to be. But as soon as I see him walk up to my house, I started screaming. Yeah. I'm like, I already what? know. I seen my car out in the driveway. I'm like, bro. And he gave me this black magic camera. Um, it's like $5,000 worth of stuff. Wow. And I called Dennis. I'm like. Well, I'm in now. Like, right. like no turning back. Like this is <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing at this time. And it really it just made me better and made me want to do what I wanna what I'm doing now. Yeah. And like seeing the person that gave it to me, Justin Jones, all flowers go to this man. He works with a lot of big artists. He's out in LA. He's got his own studio, which is another reason why I opened up a studio. I'm like, mm. I could do this on mm-hmm. a smaller scale. I'm not LA yet. But right. he's got a gas station for only videographers. Oh wow. Stuff like that. So it's just like I see what he does. He does a bunch of big time movies and music videos that's Wiz Khalifa, awesome. all that stuff. You know, like right. so. Just seeing that, I was like, "Oh, I gotta do this <laughs> now." So,
0: did that yeah. feel like a sign where you were like, "Oh, okay, it was I'm- definitely the sign.
2: It was the one. Like, there's no turning back now." And like I said, I've always kind of been into this stuff ever since I was young. Mm-hmm. Like, movie maker. Like yeah. on the old Windows computer, I was chopping up my highlights and stuff. Oh, that's dope. So, yeah, just. Having
1: that, I was like, oh, I'm sold. (laughs) This is what I got to do. Yeah. That's fire, man. You know, there's one thing that I'm trying to get better at, and that's telling people that, like, you're amazing at something or you did something well, you know, something like that. Just uh, giving them their congratulations. Because even, like, for you, for someone that big to come to your doorsteps and give you something and pretty much tell you, like, hey, this is what you need to be doing. Like, you did great at this. You know what I'm saying? That changed your entire perspective. You're like – all right, now i got to put back on the cape, and I'm about to be the hero of this. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. about to make sure that this is mine. And Facts. that's how you built who you are today yep. from there. The real hustle. Exactly. You real hustle. You know, and so that's that's important. That's important mm-hmm. for everyone that's listening out there. I mean, you can change someone's life by just saying, hey, you did a great job, because it changes their entire energy, their entire Facts. perspective of, on what they're doing. So yep. I love that.
0: So I want to talk about now that that really started and got you into doing music videos and getting your own studio and getting a warehouse which by the way that's another thing i want to give you your flowers on when we were setting this up um i remember thinking like damn like they're really doing some really cool stuff out there with what you guys are doing and seeing you guys all come together and and building something that was awesome was truly awesome gay inspired me honestly to do something like this so first of all i want to say thank you for that appreciate you um you know with having the studio in the warehouse you know that allowed you to work with a lot of different types of people stuff like that and now having had it shut down and kind of that chapter of everything is kind of over as you reflect on that you know what was that like what were some of the bigger lessons that you got from really running something like that
2: man if you want business to work, it can't be a playground. Mm. Mm. It can't be a, a, a hangout spot. It can't be a place that you just let people in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Without saying it in an asshole way. Like, people people got to respect the space you in at all times. Um, yeah. The team I had going out, the best team I had, you know, besides Denny, who helped me build it. But he kind of went on his own way and yeah. doing his own thing, and we still work together. Right. Um if it wasn't for Dennis, that place wouldn't be what it was. Um, he's wow. the one who mm-hmm. started with me during COVID. Yeah. That was right after Primal. We got into that place and built it to what it was and built it over time. Right. Built a crazy booth in there for um, artists to yeah. rap or sing or whatever they had to do. The hardest part was finding a engineer. We don't have many uh, sound engineers. hmm in the city So um, finding someone to fill that spot Because that's the first thing I built I didn't build the spot for me first I built it for the nice. audio side yeah. um, Because I knew if I had Because I like music videos So if I had the spot where rappers came We'd plug in the videos You know right. what I mean mm-hmm. So yep. the strategy was there on a small scale I didn't know what I was going to do For the longest time It was just an empty warehouse mm-hmm. And then we went out with some chance um, To Boston To Surefire Studios And they had this white room I'm like that's dope. Let's go build that when we get home. The same week we got back, we started building that, but we put the curve in it, so it was that infinity wall. Yeah, that kind of changed everything. We're like, damn, we got crazy. Yep. How do you use it? Right. (laughs) Like, how do you rent it out? You know what I mean? And I just never took that part of the business serious enough to get it to where it could have been. Yeah and didn't rent it out didn't set up a system to rent it out as well as i could have but the team i had going out was the best team i had it was just some things happened and it was just it was just time for me to move on and find a different path and get caught back up in life because i took a pretty big hit you know and i just took it on the chin and said let's go let's let's figure something else out and right yeah, kids on the way, so mm-hmm. <laughs> any day now I had to readjust, and it seems like every time this happens that the kid's almost here, and I just had to readjust real quick, and I don't know if it's a bad problem on my end or a good problem or how I do what's wrong or not, but sure. I know I'm feeling pretty good about the decision I made. Right, I tore that whole thing down basically by myself. Shout out to my boy Alec and Tubby for helping me out and the small amount of time they did and the time that they had available, but yeah. Yeah. It was it was kind of emotional tearing it down, but it felt right. Yeah. Right. It felt right. I've never threw so much good lumber away that cost mm-hmm. so much money, but I had to do it and Yeah. I feel like I'm moving forward now and it feels
1: good. Good. On to the next step, on to the next journey. On right? the next
2: step, on the next journey. Who knows yeah. if a studio's coming or not? I know something's coming. I don't know what. I don't really have that side of the plan. All I know is I just gotta keep going. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, I I feel like artists, rappers, I mean, they got personalities, you know what I'm saying? And and I know you put a bunch of people in one room that have different personalities, it's really tough to really copy that image, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. copy that personality. I want to know, like for you, how are you able to maintain that? Of course, because you're meeting a bunch of different rappers with different personalities and you have to make sure that you're taking their vision and you're making it possible and you're making sure that it comes to life. How is that for you? So like from person to person,
2: I just understand people come from different places, Mm -hmm. different areas. And there's a lot of artists around here that are from different places, different areas. So I just have to see them Mm -hmm. where they're at and see where they're from and kind of understand them at that level. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, yeah. But I worked with a lot of great people, a lot Absolutely. of great artists here in Sioux Falls that come from everywhere. I don't think people understand how many dope artists we really do have. Oh, for sure. And I feel like the
1: whole scene, art scene as a whole in Sioux Falls is finally starting to come up. Mm-hmm. But Ron, your question again? Well, I just want to know. I mean, you answered my first part of that. Yep. I, I, now I want to know exactly as how were you able to take someone else's vision and make that come to life? Like what was your work process on that? So that's
2: that that question's kind of um hard one to answer because mm-hmm. some people don't have any vision. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes people's visions like hey I just want to be standing here rapping I'm like oh, uh-huh. cool <laughs> you know um, but some there are some artists that really have a good idea of what they want and then it's just my idea to, or just just my job to make sure that I tell it in that story um yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't understand what could be done with the camera um, as far as like the composition how, how it's shot so it's like they don't really fully understand like if he does it this way, then I'll be able to tell that story. They right. think their way's right, but when you get to it. Mm-hmm. The only reason I know this is because I've had so many ideas, mm-hmm. shot them, and it turned out like shit. You know I mean? right, yeah. <laughs> so it's <was> just like <laughs> it's, it, there's a lot more that goes into it to tell those stories or bring those visions to life. So as long as that artist allows me to do my job mm-hmm. with their idea i'm knocking it out of the park right 99 nine times out of 10 you, you got to be a and visionary yeah and i'm still growing in that and you know just certain camera angles the way like yeah you you get it captured matters or else for sure because like especially if you have like a storyline and you miss part of the story when you're shooting that day mm-hmm. the story throws it off it's like when you're watching a movie mm-hmm. and the end pisses you off you're like fuck the whole movie right mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's how that, that's how well, my job is, you know. Right. Like, try to get it from fire to from the beginning to the end, and I'm still learning that. Like, mm. you know, I want to do short movies and stuff, but I'm not ready for it yet. Like, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to tell stories better in a short amount of time before I'm even gonna branch off to do a bigger project. Right now,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I was telling Quan recently that I want to do a short film. So mm. you need a. Uh... No, it, yeah, would, it yeah, would, be would be sweet.
2: Be, it's just a lot more planning than just saying, hey, I got an idea. It's like everything's got to be ran through multiple times and because I don't I don't want to get to the end and be disappointed in it. Right. right. We did all that work and you just like, and like I said earlier, you got to fail fast. But like I'm working up to that. Like I tried doing skits in some of my videos to kind of get me ready for those things. Yeah. right. So yep. like when I get to it, it's going to be fire.
0: Yeah. It's going to be perfect. You mentioned uh another child on the way, yeah, right? How yeah. many do you currently have four, time.
2: four, four time. times four times
0: four times all girls
2: all girls hey, man. <laughs>
0: this guy's uh a hero for yeah, that hero I know that's not that's just necessarily how life is. easy, right, but
2: it's not i mean I don't know man i don't I don't know how to answer that like the easy, hard question of parenting, yeah, it's not hard to love yours facts, but it's it's hard to be disciplined in parenting. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard out to get lazy at times, especially when you worked out, your ass off all day. Mm-hmm. Like, get up and play with your kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> what? What I will be telling yep. myself, too. Get up and Fair play up. with your kids. But then the other part's like, damn, you got to sit down for a minute.
0: Right. No, it so, don't last forever. That's for sure. Yeah, fact. What has it been like when you look at everything that you've been doing, whether it's a studio, your hours are not traditional hours, right? You're shooting late at night. Maybe it's early, middle of the day, all Shit. times of the day. You work a job, right? How do you find that balance, really? And I know it's not easy. I don't. You don't? You <laughs> I know. don't. No,
2: I'm I'm really trying right now, especially because I got the other one on the way. So I'm really trying to. That's like one of my main, main things right now is to be the dad I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like be there for my kids at all times, you know, try to find a way to make money at the times that around that. Obviously, in a perfect world, I wouldn't, I'd be with my kids all the time, you know, right. yep. but I'm also not that type of dad. I'm not the stay at home dad. I can't be that dad. Like, right. It's, it's tough. <laughs> it drives me crazy. I did <laughs> it. My first child I brought, was bringing her to the gym with me because I was just in the gym. So she was just in the car seat, just bouncing, you know. Yeah. Yep. Second one, we're both at work, you know, so it's like, daycare you know so they both had crazy experiences um Mm -hmm. but yeah right now to be honest being an entrepreneur you don't find balance because
0: you just gotta go you just gotta Gotta wing it like
2: you gotta go and like i'm the type of dude like i'd rather sacrifice all my time with my kids to give them the life that they want Yeah. versus be there and then you know not have anything Uh you know so it's like I'm being the man of the house, you know. I go out hunt during the day, you mm-hmm. know, and, and bring the food on. Finding the balance is something that I'm working on now. And that's not just in pair of, that's everything. Like getting right. to the gym, you know, yep. finding that quiet time for yourself, like to reflect on your day or just do just balance overall is really hard. And it's yeah. something I've never been good at. And I always like if I dive into one thing, my focus is all on that one thing. Right. Just like it was with fitness. That's how it was with the camera. Mm-hmm. Fitness was out the picture again. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the camera, I'm behind this computer. I'm at the studio till like five in the morning. Right. Just like opening the door, sun's coming up. I'm like, damn it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Damn it. God, Why'd I do um, that? But
2: I just obsessed over it and love it.
0: How important has your partner been with that? Because I know obviously there's two sides, and people ask us too, like, how do you balance everything? And I'm like, honestly, like for me, I wouldn't be able to do any, a lot of what I do if it wasn't for my wife. Just mm-hmm. because she really does, oh, yeah. pick up where I the where I left. Saving
2: grace of all mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> she's the one who does all of it. Yeah, all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even want to take credit. Yeah, I'm a good dad, but she's a great mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's the reason why
1: I'm even a good dad. Right.
2: That's dope,
1: <laughs> the reason i'm a good dad is because
2: of her, her being a great mom so. yeah that's awesome. and i feel
1: like that's what relationships are for i mean that's they're built off of compromise it's a partnership yep. you know um so it's continuously finding your checks and balances mm-hmm. like where if one person isn't picking up here then that's what you have the other individual there for to help pick things up right on that but that's where that's like my vision i don't have any kids yet but like in the future here i'm like gosh i'm how am I going to be able to make all this work? Well, one, I always ask people, I'm like, well, how do you do it? Well, man, I don't know how I do <laughs> I it. You know, know. <laughs> He's, I, I just I wing it. Like, and that's and that's what everyone says. They're like, when you have a kid, there's no preparation for it, and that's how I am. I'm like, the I only prepare preparation for it, I can get, get you know
2: advice I could give, not to cut you off. Is, no, you're good. Just financially right. Yeah, that's it. That's you can't prepare for like how you're gonna father, and like you you just don't know how. it your kid's even gonna be. You don't know what your sleep schedule is gonna be like. You don't know what life's about to throw at you. Mm-hmm. So, if you could just get financially right, which I definitely wasn't at that time, that's the only thing you can do to prepare for this shit. Okay. Right. It.
0: it makes things and e- easier. And obviously, sure. just
2: healthy overall. Right.
1: But those are the only things your health and the Just being financially right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and speaking of health, just moving on just a little bit here, because obviously everything we're talking about, it sounds like it weighs a lot on your shoulders, whether it's your business, whether it's your, you know, fathering Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Who do you have to check on you? On your mental health? On like who keeps who keeps you in line? Obviously, I know you do the things necessary to keep yourself in line, but I feel like sometimes you got to have someone that just checks in like, hey, are you okay? honestly besides my girl? Slim Chance, my yep. dog. That's my brother. Like he's
2: one I call that dude every morning. If I don't call him, he calling me. Mm-hmm. Like, how you doing this morning, bro? You know, like you need a vent. You know, like that's my dog. Like right. that's the only one I really do. Other than that, it's that barbell, bro. Yep, <laughs> it's the barbell. It's the dumbbells. It's just the long walks you take on the treadmill. You know, yep. like not saying therapists and all that stuff ain't necessary because that's what my girl does. She's a mental health therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very important part, but you got to be able to check it with yourself too, right? Mm-hmm. You know? So
0: that's dope, dope yeah. to have somebody that will even, I just don't call I mean, and check up. I don't like really, that.
2: I don't really live by the, I don't trust anyone. Cause I mean, I just trust myself to make the right call. So not trusting anyone's like weird to me, but, um, yeah. mm-hmm. I just don't have that many people that I really like tie myself to. I'm a very private person, yeah, very right. outspoken, very loud, but, um, I'm a very private person, mm-hmm. and I just don't allow people into my life like that unless it's mm-hmm. someone like Slim that we've been that through. That you truly so trust. Much. Yeah, someone that I've been through, someone that I've had those conversations with. So, yeah, Slim, my girl, and then the weight room, man.
1: I love it. I love it. you got to find exactly what it is for you. I mean... Not everything is the right thing for every single person. You know, mm-hmm, you got to right. find the one thing that sticks for you, whether it's the weight room, whether it's someone that's close to you in life. You know, you got to find exactly what that is. Like for me, it's I got to go to the gym. And then people think I'm weird because there's times where I'll be in there with no headphones on. I'm just there. And I'm just I'm locked in too right. like, what, yep. what are you listening to? You don't listen to anything. Every breath. I'm every, like
2: every barbell clank. Like, yep. And just stuck in my head thinking about shit that I didn't even know I was thinking about. Yep,
0: Right. That's needed. It is. That's like meditating. Yeah. Right. That's probably where you get a lot of that mental work all in. All
2: the aggression, let out, all that shit.
0: Yeah.
1: But those are all the things, I mean, that, I mean, in reality, you take to take the next steps and overstep in poverty. It's working right. on yourself. It's making sure that you're good, making sure that your family's good. It's all mm-hmm. those things necessary. You know, whether it's not getting enough sleep at night or... Mm-hmm. Getting home from work and you got to play with the kids like that's that's just what it is. You got to do these things. And, you know, going off of that, I want to ask you a question that we ask everyone on our on our episode here. Obviously, you took the time to be on our show, Overstepping Poverty. I want to know what does Overstepping Poverty mean to you? Overstepping Poverty to me
2: is. Building a strong mind and just overcoming anything that comes at you, no matter what. Basically obtaining any Obtaining or getting to the goal By any means necessary mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you come from Doesn't matter how how you grew up It's just a matter of Sitting back looking at yourself in the mirror And being like yo this is what you want And then going to get it You know just having that alpha mentality And yeah. not being afraid of Of failing mm-hmm. So that's probably my definition
1: of overstepping poverty I love it
2: I like that too to obtain, by any means, the real hustle. Yes,
1: real sir, hustle. the real hustle. Let's <laughs> go. Well, I want to actually move into our next part of our episode here, um, what we call is roundtable. Uh, this allows you to, of course, ask us questions that you came with uh, that you want to know about Zacchaeus and I or about what we have kind of growing in overstepping poverty in our everyday lives. Go ahead. Uh, so what's overstepping poverty to you? Oh, man. Wow. You know what? No one ever actually asked me that specifically, but overstepping poverty to me, I mean, this is a worldwide thing. This is it's not just a name. It's not just a brand. It's it's everyone coming together to make sure that not only you're okay, but the next generation is okay. And not only that you're set up for success, but the next generation is set up for success. Um, I think a lot of the time people kind of hold back their information And we want to make sure that this information is out there for absolutely everyone. And it's not just the positive stuff either. Right. Like we need everyone to know exactly the negative stuff as well, because some people, when you get just caught up into just the positive things, they forget that, hey, there is going to be failure. There is going to be times where you're going to step back and it's like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. But with the right information and you see people like us and people that we have on this on our episodes that are leaders, that are, you know, business owners, that are um, entrepreneurs and they're making themselves, you know, these these extravagant individuals. You know, when you see that and you see that they went through the exact same stuff that you're going through, that's how you overset poverty. And it's it comes right on to the mindset. How are you doing this? You know, how are you? Are you okay? you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's all these things necessary. So that's what overstepping poverty to me is.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with all of what both of you guys said. I I really like both of them for me. And just on like more of a personal journey, as I think about it, it's just the resilience, Mm. you know, life is knocking us down every opportunity it gets whether it's uh, you know a job ending or just a phase of life coming to a close i think one thing that's important for people to understand is not everything is meant to last forever Mm -hmm. so life is going to throw these different changes at us and we have to be able to adjust and understand that okay maybe it's time for me to be doing something else right and maybe there is more that's meant for me but you know overstepping poverty can mean so much for me, I can I feel like I can give a different definition every time on, on why I do this, why I want to do this. Um, but what's heavy on my mind right now is there's a lot of like false prophets out here. There's a lot of people that talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that do certain things just for a brand or just to grow their their personal lifestyle. And what I see and, and part of why I wanted are project and our photo shoot to be the way it was is we had people of all different colors. We have people of all different sizes. And the reason for that is to show that we have so much more in common with each other than the world and society wants us to think, right? Whether we're from the hood or we're from upper class, like there's so much still that we can help each other with. We can be bridges, whether that's helping somebody understand, Why we don't like some of the things that you're saying and how it can be offensive or how, you know, just the natural things that we learn can help other people. There's people like we had Logan Welch on the show um, and somebody reached out and was like, yo, she was giving a." So much good information He's that she boss. probably thought was just he normal, just normal conversations. Yep. Just things that naturally come off the tongue for certain people are gems for other people. Mm. Um, so just bringing us together and and just kind of showing how much power we have, because moving forward in society, we're going to need each other more than more than ever. Right. I think so. That's what it is for me. Just being together, being that's a community. Facts. That's a good question. That though. was great. You don't question. Asked that very don't. Often. I love it. How'd you I come up with
1: the name, yeah, I hated it he did <laughs> i did he did I, I was I was all Kwan. Man, we were we were here, and we were writing stuff down and whatnot, just kind of going through different things and that night, I was like, gosh, I was like, we gotta figure out like what this name is, and I just kept thinking, kept thinking, and I was up like late, and I finally messaged over to Zacchaeus I'm like overstepping poverty he's like Nah, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, this is it. This is it. It goes in with everything that we believe in. It's it's something that everyone that can, I mean, really get attached to. You know what I'm saying? And so it was something that. And it was nowhere on the internet. Nothing. We checked right. everywhere. We're like, is it is it on here? Is it on here? Is anyone tied to this? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, perfect. This is ours. This is. Sounds weird, but this is our baby. We're going to help this grow. You know what right, I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Bought the domain. Yep, yeah. That was the
2: biggest thing. Shout he brought mine, too. That website's coming, by the way. Let's yes, go. The yeah. The website's
0: coming. I appreciate Ownership that. Ownership is important. But, yeah, the name was crazy because we didn't really know what we wanted to do the entire mm-hmm. time. So when we got into it and he came up with that at first, like you said, I did not like it. I was like, it's cool, but like, I, my biggest thing is I didn't want the word poverty in the name because I didn't want people to think of just the stereotypical idea of poverty when they see our name. And when I was like, yeah, let's do it, I started to want to have more of like an inner city feeling to it, which is why you have like the footprint and like deteriorating buildings and stuff like that. But then, as we got into it and we really started to think about like what is poverty and, and stuff like that, obviously you have the physical form, but it's different people's everyone. minds are really fucked up. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and like there's so much when it comes to mindset. And that's what I was listening a lot to. Like, we mentioned them so much, but like Bob Proctor, if you haven't listened to him, he has so much good information on just finding out who you are. And I was like, wow, like I could have, I never struggled, never missed a meal, never you know, went without, but my mindset was still in a, in a place of poverty, you know, and I didn't have the right mindset. I was out drinking all the time or partying and just doing all the wrong things. And I think that just comes naturally as we get older, but It hit me when I'm still seeing a lot of the same people that I was doing those things with still doing the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't do that. You know, then you start to have the kids
2: playing the safe game. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to play life safe. Like I always Mm -hmm. say, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous.
1: We're not here long enough to play play life safe. I'm sorry.
2: Like, I'm not looking for security. I'm looking like for above that. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I just I grew up. With security, mm-hmm. right? And like we made sure that it was awesome, which I appreciate my parents for that. But that's not how I'm trying to play life. I'm trying right. to go. I'm trying to go. Let's go. I'm and show I'm going to
0: Yeah. Try to show the fam a life that they only ever dreamed of, really. And Next. I've said that multiple times where it's like, and even and you get kickback too when you have these dreams and these mm. aspirations from the same people that you want to help change their lives. Right. And I don't think that's really any shot at them. It's just they don't understand the vision yet. No, no
2: they? one understands your vision unless right. unless they, they fit.
0: That, until they feel it. They yep. f-
2: yeah, until they feel it. and
1: There's nothing wrong with that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, moving into you had said, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go. You know what I'm saying? And we're here to teach other people how to go, how to continue on, you know. So what I have to ask for you is I want you to share with us. What are five tips, tricks, and hacks that you tell someone else? You know, how is that go factor, that hunger, that that, that alpha mentality, that dog. Right, you know.
2: Dog. First one's don't quit. Don't mm. quit. No matter what you got going on, adjust, don't quit. Um, second one, be fail fast. Fail fast. Fail as fast as possible. Keep mm. doing shit, fail. Experience. one out of ten of them failures is gonna be a win. And it could be the one. Mm-hmm. Right Three Build your mind Do something Every day that Makes you want to quit Like get in the gym Hit that set That makes mm-hmm. you want to Fucking quit mm-hmm. Don't quit <laughs> So it's yeah, Building right. the mind You Building that callus Just like Mr. David Goggins would talk about mm-hmm. You know He's on a whole different level But right. you, you know like, I'm not doing what you're doing brother But I respect it Yeah um, Right that's three, four. Look at yourself every fucking day and tell, you, tell you yourself you're great.
0: Yeah, that's Amen. tough talk.
2: Be humble, but also know what you're good at. For sure. Know what you're good at and be confident in that. Don't be afraid to say, I'm good at that, you know? Mm-hmm. But just understand that God or whoever you believe in could take that shit away any single day. That's real. And then be genuine in the way you're moving. Like, know that. You're doing this for a bigger reason, just self, but also be selfish within that. Mm-hmm. That way, you can get what you need to get, and provide for those who you're supposed
1: to provide for. I love it.
0: Oh yeah, man! Dropping them it. gems. On that was straightforward too. Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: Well, thank you so much for being on our show here. The real, hey, the real hustle. real hustle. Let's go! Yeah,
2: it was dope. I, I was love excited it. for this one. I love it. I love it for this one.
1: To our followers and our listeners, please, please go ahead and go to oversteppingpoverty.com. Get your merch. Obviously, you guys will not be able to get one of these shirts. Nope. Nice. This, you have to be on the episode to have, but you can get one of those can shirts. One of these? Yep. Yeah, we have quite a few stuff. things out there for you guys um, to take a look at and to wear to be a part of this movement. Um, if you guys have any questions, anything like that, don't hesitate to reach out us at our Twitter page, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Gmail, whatever it is. Well, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys next week on Overstepping Poverty. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Overstepping Poverty. We hope you found this week's discussion informative and thought-provoking. We know that tackling poverty is a complex issue, but by working together and understanding the root causes, we can make progress towards creating a more equitable society. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe to our show. Until next time, let's take the next steps in Overstepping Poverty.